What's up everybody? This is Grant at Cause Artist. This is the first episode of the Tools for Scale podcast, which me and my friend Nick Black, the founder of Mass Convert, are going to be doing. And the purpose for doing this podcast and actually creating the Tools for Scale platform is that, you know, throughout the years, you know, over a decade now, me and him have used every tool in the book, right? Digital marketing tool, digital analytics, digital ad tools, website tools, email marketing service tools. Basically, we've been the guinea pig for the last 10 years of using all this stuff on both the CauseArts platform and, and all his clients at his successful digital marketing agency. Uh, we've used so much and, and we've learned so much. And we kind of want to just give back a little bit of that knowledge. So the whole point of this show is really just to chat about the things that we see out there within the, the digital media space uh, when it comes to business tools to help grow online businesses, uh, just tools that to, to help get you in the digital environment, right? Uh, I always tell people that, you know, your digital landscape footprint is the first thing that people are going to see, right? It's, it's the new business card. So it's really important to have that stuff uh, really integrated in, in, in your business and have it presented well to the world. So we, we kind of just go over tips and tricks and, and we really want to make this an open forum where you can just email us and ask questions and, and then we'll basically answer them on the show in detail. We'll do a lot of uh, reviews and we'll do a lot of just Q&A type of things. We'll have some interviews as well with people that we respect in the space. So I really just, this is really just our conversations we've been having for years now. And we're like, we should just record this stuff because there's a lot of good tidbits that come out of it. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. And again, if you have any questions about anything with your, with your website or just your digital ad spend or, you know, your landing pages or your email um, capturing or just whatever you want to ask about your digital business, we'll answer it for you. Um, so grant at causeartist.com, grant at toolsforscale.com or nick at toolsforscale.com as well. So I hope you enjoy the episode. We'll, we'll be doing these weekly. And and again, this is we really just made this for, for you guys. So again, ask as many questions as you want. I uh, hope you guys are staying safe and healthy and have a good one. Thanks. Bye. I'm excited to do this, man. I know we've been talking about it for so long, trying to figure out a way we could we could do something together. And I think we, we always like the name, I think, first of first foremost. So that kind of just jumped everything off and then we decided to kind of put some stuff together and, and kind of our our experiences to try to just uh teach people or talk to people and answer questions and, and kind of maybe eventually we'll do some like tutorials and we'll go over a bunch of different tools and stuff because i think now more than ever right there's so many people starting something right whether it's a blog whether it's just a landing page right a lot of people just are, let's just put a landing page up see what happens get some emails or or start real Sorry, other businesses, but I think it's just a crazy time, man, that all these tools that are out there and we've used <laughs> hundreds. <laughs> so I, I think we're, we can see be a good sounding board for people who want to know what's good and what's bad and what to use, what not to use. So I'm super excited to just talk about everything, man, because I think we always we always do it anyway. I'm like, man, we should just record our conversations because <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of good nuggets in there. Um, so that's the whole point of, I think, what we're trying to do um, with this. But I wanted yeah, to. I think, I think the the big thing that we kept running into is like, everybody has the same questions, right? 100%. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm working with a Inc. 5000 or whatever it is, mm -hmm. or a Fortune company, or a startup, or a plumber down the road. Mm -hmm. they, none mm -hmm. of them, like, even the guys that have full teams, have a hard time 
figuring a lot of this stuff out, right? So it's like yeah. you, you joke around like, oh yeah, just throw a landing page up. And, <laughs> like, even that is hundred percent. It's so easy. Like they, it's seemingly so easy, but we've reached a point, and this kind of happened in the early age of the internet and the blog space and stuff, where blogs were like few and far between, and then they you saw you found a good one, and you're like, man, you tell your friends. And then eventually there's so many blogs that then you have to have curation yep. services. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, what are you, what are you and, supposed to do? And Huffy, you know? I mean, that's what Huffington Post started as, just a curation news site. They didn't even create any news. They were just... Were they just reposting? Yeah, they were just curating from other people's stuff. You know, they're like the Netflix model. They just curated stuff. And then when they got big, they started creating their own stuff. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know... I was, like, you, you could take landing pages right like it used to be you had you had two big players and one of them kind of fell out, but you had unbounce and lead pages mm-hmm. and then a lot at some point instapage comes along mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then after that i think probably the next big name after that would be click funnels mm-hmm. right which yep. most people don't even understand what the hell it is mm-hmm. right yep. and um and then now you do a search for like landing page software there's hundreds you know i mean you check AppSumo or beta lists or any of them and a daily there's new landing page tools and so just yep. that's kind of where we're at now and you get to the point where you've built out all these systems patchwork together like you're holding all your systems together with like zapier and duct tape and <laughs> dude you know and if you are one of the lucky few to make them work and create your own atm you have a nightmare actually scaling it right and so totally totally I think from my side that's that's kind of where i'll um i'll live and breathe is helping people understand the right tools to use for their marketing automation systems. Talk a little bit about your history, right? Let's maybe go back when Mass Converse started, right? Maybe okay. before that and maybe maybe dabble in Team Austin too because that's really how, you we know, met. we kind of we kind of met through through Mass Convert and through mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. but but Team Austin was I thought it was amazing, man. But, but maybe we'll get into that, you know, another time, but like start with Mass Convert, talk about like what it is and like what you built up because I think it's it's pretty sure. powerful the origin story you got to go even further back i mean i was i was a chef first right so out of school chef school did the cordon bleu pop that off realized i was missing the college experience and then charted another path but (laughs) been doing this whole performance marketing thing for geez almost 10 years now eight years Mm -hmm. and um i was just really fortunate to get in with it's one of those things like you got all the gurus online teaching you just basically regurgitating like Perry Marshall's book to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. And, and using that to create video series to charge you thousands of dollars for. And I've actually started uh, taking screenshots of these guys commercials because I've noticed something that every one of these dudes commercials, they all have the same sunken eyes. They've all got <laughs> the same soulless heart. And I've got like 15 images so far. I'm <laughs> together collage and then we can use that for some of the tools for scale like hey you can avoid these people because mm, you know that's interesting their specialty is getting your money but uh um, interesting yeah man the uh i was fortunate i went into a company called corel their big adobe competitor back in the day and then oh, right. as adobe started winning out they started acquiring a bunch of companies and that's how they used their their money and and so today and i was specifically on a brand back then that a lot of people know about but might not really think about WinZip, you know, as a compression oh, software. Oh, wow, yeah. It's huge. Literally was on every, everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I got hired into the WinZip team to, to help with digital marketing. And it, it was just one of those things that 
you get really lucky to kind of fall into, but mm-hmm. luck alone's not. I mean, I'd say I was lucky, but Team Austin brought me to that job opportunity, and then a lot of people didn't make it work for them, and still to this day, a lot of people get hired. I'm I'm still close friends with my uh, manager back there, and we talk every week or two. And that's awesome. They've grown from our three-person team to a twenty-person team, and a lot of lots changed. But uh, even still, I hear it. Just people don't take advantage of the situation. So I got plunged in head head first. I was a recruiter actually, um, tech recruiter, and realized that. I could build marketing automation systems to do my entire job. So I right. did that for a while and left to make more money in marketing. And then after like three, six months at Corel, finally found my place for first starting off with email automation systems. So they had 3 million people on an email list that they never touched. So um, I dove in, no marketing experience, no copywriting experience and just went to work and, and uh, built that program up to be very successful. I think still some of the emails are, are used a day and they've generated millions of dollars in revenue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from there was kind of given, you know, after I proved myself, there was kind of given free reign um, a bit to, to learn AdWords, to learn analytics and marketing mm-hmm. and attribution and how to set up really intricate multi domain tracking instances and all this crazy stuff to sell a you know, I wasn't actually on the WinZip team anymore at that time. I was on uh, system utilities. So to sell software that people don't really need in, in a, one of the most competitive most competitive environments. So um, it was a real sink or swim type thing. And I was lucky to have support from, you know, the the head guy back then was Rob Charleboys and, and Lucas Powell. And those dudes are just incredible advertisers mm-hmm. and marketers. Mm-hmm. And they really took me under their wing. And more than anything, just no... They say, hey, like, here's a massive budget. You know, if you don't do anything with it, you're going to get fired. So uh, stayed there for a couple of years and then uh, went out on my own. Started Mass Convert uh, 2014. Stuck around with uh, WinZip for about a year while I was getting that thing going. Nice. Simultaneously, I was starting Team Austin with uh, my mentor at the time and, and very dear friend, Reza Piri. We need to get him on. Yeah, one day. we'll get them on. But Team Austin started out just a happy hour, like tech happy hour, reason to get together with friends. And it was private, a little email invite every month. And then I found him, uh, I was dating a chick from college that introduced me to Reza and said, hey, you know, I think you should come out to one of these events. And I was still recruited at the time. Marketer and me saw the event. I was like, oh, man, we're getting 30 people at these events just from our friend group. I think we should open it up. And, and we did. So the first two years was literally just monthly happy hours. And then uh, along that road, I started working with Zip, started learning a lot about marketing. And I thought, well, we take this a lot bigger. And so we did. And then for the uh, six years after, you know, ran for eight years. So first two years were happy hours. And then after that, we started doing monthly TED Talk style um, features on. Uh, and just the- for people who don't know, what Team Austin is sort of a nonprofit that sort of created these these meetups that had local entrepreneurs in Austin come and sort of do sit down interviews and people could ask questions and kind of just, just inspire other entrepreneurs locally in Austin. Right. Yeah. The the annual series was um, we had different names from each year, but this is essentially a maker or an entrepreneurial, Mm -hmm. you know, arc. So we'd start off with people that were still in the ideation phases of big companies, people that, we're past that and validated and then finance, you know, people that were going out and get VC funding. We threw several of the largest uh, VC events here in Austin where, you know, we were, literally had representatives of every 
venture capital company come out and we just started uh that way and realized you know that that's really what this town needed at the time eight years ago that's you know there was entrepreneurs here but the tech scene was mostly just sales for tech and it's really blossomed so we did that for a while turned it into a nonprofit. Uh, gave away a bunch of scholarships for uh, diversity in tech. Mm-hmm. And then all, all along that uh, frame, I was developing Mass Convert, my performance marketing agency, and getting to work with a lot of really cool brands, really, really high dollar spend amount, which means you get to learn even faster. And, right. and that's kind of how we get to this this stage we're at now. You, you get stuck in the vice grip and either people will get squished or they, they resist it and, and great things come of it, right? And so I've had to learn on a very advanced pace for the last eight, 10 years of my life. And, you know, I don't know that I know any better than anybody else, but you know, I got a lot of, got a lot of info up here. Yeah, no, you kind of learned how, how I learned on, on sort of just like the content production side and just like the content SEO side and, and and just publishing side, really. Right. I mean, I didn't have, I just kind of did it because I wanted to do it and I, and I liked it. I thought it was interesting. And, I started kind of the same where you started. 2013 is when Cause RS went live. And so it was, uh, we kind of had the same same years, I guess, uh, timeline-wise, right? And, and kind of mm-hmm. going through the maturation of, of seeing all the software come out and then all these tools come out and now kind of where we are, right? I mean, with, like you said, beta list, product hunt. I mean, every day, right? There's people building new new shit and it's crazy. And it's cool. Right. It's cool, but it's also overwhelming. Right. And you also, like you said before, you can get introduced to stuff that's really not going to be really good for, for your platform. Right. Or, or your business or, or whatever you're trying to do. So we, we've kind of been the guinea pigs for a while and testing everything and doing all kind of stuff. So would you say with Team Austin that like that really propelled like Mask and Bert, you think? I mean, did you did you get a lot of clients from Team Austin? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, like anybody kind of in that field, I- like when I was first getting going, I'd, you know, you'd take yeah. anything. This is before I had a team <laughs> or, you know, really knew how to make, make money that allowed me to still do the same work. So I was just taking on everything we could. And yeah, some people came through to Austin, but like is the, the case in many situations in this world is that, you know, the, all the work we put in the team Austin stuff, it, it had more of an intrinsic benefit. Mm-hmm. Like the people we met would then refer and, and you got we were really heavily in the tech startup space and so yeah i got a lot of clients in the tech startup space right and what mm-hmm. i learned through that is that startup clients whether they're funded whether they have 10 million dollars seed round or they're bootstrapped whatever mm-hmm. they have too many moving parts and oftentimes they they've been mis they've been led in the wrong direction so many times that it it's hard to create a good relationship good working relationship with them because you'll you'll build and optimize a landing page and then set up ad accounts for mm-hmm. them and then you spend six weeks or eight weeks optimizing an ad accounts so your source of traffic's awesome and then they'll pivot right mm-hmm. and then and then they'll pivot and then they'll wonder a week a few weeks later why things aren't working on their advertising and so um things really started to click about 2015 i think we met probably 20 2015 about right sounds about right yeah and um you could see it on our website we're pretty open pretty open about it now we just don't work with everybody we don't work with startups especially Mm -hmm. new startups that haven't been spending in ads so if you've been running ads for a while and you have significant data and, and you know we don't judge quite as much but if you're just still trying to figure it out 
we'll happily point people in the right direction, but right, you know, it's, it's just too much. It's too hard to build a business off finicky brands. So yeah, um, it's 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 been a. I think it's kind of a. I, I kind of was talking to somebody today about about the same thing. It was like it's hard when you have to tell people no, right? Like not no, but just like I don't have the time, or like I just it, it, it's tough, man. Because like you, either they're passionate about something, and you know that they need help right like they're going to plateau right and they're not going to be able to go to next up without without more guidance and without more help Mm -hmm. and it's like there's just so it's my dream one day is is figure out like find a way to help those individuals right that that come to Mm -hmm. people like come to us and be like i need this i need that i really need this it's like yeah but you know your budget's eight hundred dollars like you know what i'm saying maybe not that right but you get my point i had one of those yesterday actually so a good uh a guy came along. We we have a lot of local Legion clients, so just de- developing right. more foot traffic to a store or more traffic to a service provider or something. But he came along and um, was looking for some SEO help. And you know the the guy's company is great, but he was tied through to a it was called like House Doctor or something. He was a service provider, and he was in a a, a franchise like the Austin franchise mm. of one of their services, but he didn't control the domain. He didn't control assets that could go on the domain, but yet he was still out there seeking SEO advice. And we were the second or third company he talked to. And um, halfway through the call, I just let him know. I said, you know, this, this isn't a contract we would take on because there's literally no way to, there's no real direct path to succeeding in what what you're asking for with SEO, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Because you have no control over the website. Right. You can't add content. You can't change content. Your pages are buried amongst everybody else's. Hmm. And, um, you know, you got to Google my business listing. But to be honest, all those guys out there charging 300, 500 bucks a month to manage a Google my business listing, they're scamming you. And you could do the same thing yourself with right. scheduled posts, right? Or, or making sure your information's updated. So I think what I've started to do too with, with get stuff like that is, is pointing people to like really good video courses because a lot of things you can do yourself if you just dedicate your time, right? I mean, some stuff is obviously more complicated than others, but there's some stuff that if you watch like a even just a YouTube video course or something, right? Like you can kind of get a little bit down to where some of the stuff you could do yourself and then grow grow from there a little bit. And then obviously mm-hmm. the bigger stuff, you know, really, really hire somebody to take it to the next level. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's where we'll be with uh, Tools for Scale and for all the listeners and Eventually, you'll be able to come to the site, and at some point, I'm going to open up Mass Converts uh, SOPs, and mm. you know, you'll be able to follow step by step instructions that are created by you know top advertisers that are created for people that don't necessarily understand mm-hmm. everything, so that we can have the real repetitive tasks done without needing you know, my hand or my partner's hands on things. And I think we're going to open up those to the community here eventually. And it's going to be a game changer in many ways. And really the, we both have different angles, I think, for helping people through this. But my big one as, as this thing matures is I almost want it to be the anti-agency and coming from somebody who runs a, a boutique agency. That's very <laughs> I mean, it makes yeah. sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like every day I talk to people that they're just getting hit up by these marketing agencies that are just a hundred salespeople and four marketers. Right. And yep. Yep. they're just getting sold stuff. So when we can't take stuff on, I'll just make sure that give them good advice and 100%. things to look out for that yep. other more sales oriented companies are going to tell you. 
and they always come back when they're when they're at the right size you know so we we're not the low-end solution but opening that stuff up to the to the community that we're going to develop here and then really grant and i have some really cool things planned here we're going to do live teardowns we're just going to do as much as we can with the community to help y'all not need to go waste a bunch of your money on an agency when you're not ready when you're actually ready is when your systems are running so much that it becomes a full-time job right and that's Mm -hmm. when you need to have an agency so yep that's kind of my side on it yeah totally i think one of the uh, things that you sent me the other day that, that you were working on, I think this is like a really good example of like how people can like practice too, right? Is like with the snorzy thing. It, you create... You, uh, my monthly hobbies. <laughs> that, that's, that's what's interesting is that like, I think people will do like yoga or like their workout as a hobby. And it's like, we build like landing pages and <laughs> like all this other stuff. Good. It's just like, it goes yeah, a really, really crazy pass sometimes, right? It's like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna build this platform this weekend. And it's, it, it can get, it can get a little intense, but I think that's the kind of stuff that it's really interesting where you could show people how to build, maybe not like a business, but an income revenue stream, right? In a weekend, essentially, right? You could, it could take that amount of time, right? To do something. Yeah, like I mean, absolutely. You know, the, the thing is, is like, at this point, what I'm on like 200 of these things, you know, and what Grant's talking about is <laughs> three years ago, I just started doing these monthly, I call them hobbies, right? I've done a ton of them. So I think I've told you about Graham Hop, like mm-hmm. whenever I was growing the Instagram account, which y'all can check out at the Lead Gen Guru. Mm-hmm. It, I do all these things just because new technology comes out and then I, I'm a real hands-on learner. So just reading about stuff doesn't work. I have to get in there and like try things. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, uh, Esteban runs uh, insanelycheapflights.com. And at, at one point they were doing, you know, a million dollars a month. And um, it was a one-man show. And the But the uh, snorzy thing came from me just want, being curious when COVID first started. And a lot of our client accounts, we, you know, yep. paused them so they didn't have a, additional expenses while everybody was figuring stuff out. But... I reached out to him and another one of my buddies that does really heavy affiliate stuff on Snapchat and said, Hey, you know, this is something I haven't done. I think this is going to be my, my quarantine hobby. So we started preferred reviews, which is like one of those top 10 review sites um, that you guys see out there. And they're all just bullshit. They're all just pressing their own products and ran a bunch of Google ads to it. So I think that test we put about five grand into and we broke even, but we decided that the work that would go into that place too much uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unless we want to dedicate full time. And one of the products that we promoted out of it was um, it was the snore and sleep products. And that was the one that I really saw the the potential in. So uh, since then created, uh, I want to learn about these quizzes that all these guys are using for lead generation right now. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, Buzzfeed's used them for ages to get information on people. But in the last year or so, advertisers have really, falling in love with quizzes because your cause your conversion rates crazy high yeah uh, you think about it you get people to start answering questions and then at the very last they don't get the answer until they opt in they've already committed you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like a sample theory but they so we i went ahead and created this snore diagnosis quiz right and i went out there found some people that have already done this and then remodeled theirs to save a bunch of time right like mm-hmm one thing a lot of people do is they over engineer first and mm. there's no reason to do that it's just expensive and waste a bunch of time so go out there and find swipe files go find things that already exist and make your own 
knockoff version of it so you don't spend more than yeah. you know 10 hours on a, a validation phase and then start sending traffic to it so i created the quiz sent 300 worth of google ads traffic got about 300 uh conversions out of it which is an email address for each one of those plus data on what type of snorer they were if it was them or their partner what their gender is and then now they're now we're toying around with building out email funnels and stuff that communicate with them directly and the whole thing just promotes affiliate products right these aren't right. products we own so yeah so, you know, better than drop shipping and um <laughs> and so yeah that's kind of just the the recent hobby right that, yeah no I, that's should what do you think that we should like should these this type of stuff not be the hobbies i, I was asking my girlfriend about that like a couple months ago i was like everybody's got these this is before COVID. everybody's got these hobbies right you know like you know you, you do yoga every day like our friend marissa is an artist or whatever and well hers is more than a a hobby but uh well, people cook for hobbies you know people people cook, cook right yeah. I, I like to cook I, but i was trying to think i was like what do i like i like playing video like playing shooters and stuff but it's a saturday or sunday night what am i doing if i'm not doing anything I'm like oh, unfortunately i'm doing what i do for work but just yeah for things that don't make as much money <laughs> yeah but i think the i think the core thing here though is that you know you are, if I call you this, it's not appropriate, that's fine, but you're an expert in, you know, Google AdWords, right? So having that talent, you can take that into any project that you want, right? No matter if it's the learning quizzes, no matter if it's like a fantasy football quiz, no matter if it's a, a site for local plumbers in Austin or that one skill set, right, can take you across so many different verticals, right? Mm -hmm. And it allows you to speak with with any client or any person or, or teach anybody about something because of that one sort of ecosystem that you know so much about, everybody needs in some way or other, right? So I think that the tidbit I take out of that is like, even if you don't have time to like learn everything, right? Of course, nobody could do that. Like pick one big subject matter, right? Whether it's mm -hmm. Facebook ad network, whether it's Google ads, whether it's just be a beast out WordPress or learn the shit out of Webflow, right? Like. Be a professional at one thing because then that will enable you to do what you want to do. Get paid. Like if you're an expert in something, people will find you and they will pay you to do that mm -hmm. thing. You know, Shopify is a big one too. Get good yeah, at these I, platforms. It, it's weird, right? Uh, I meet so many people that, and, you know, and, and that's how I started. You're right. I mean, uh, definitely had a background in email and um very heavy background in, in google ads am i the best google ads manager out there i don't know probably not mm -hmm. um you know but do i know it works absolutely but what happens i think is a lot of people they get too specialized right like mm -hmm. uh, i wouldn't be give you an idea like a really good google ads manager somebody that's just like a real stud they can charge 120 bucks an hour right mm -hmm. but when you want to get the 250 500 bucks an hour you need to have a wider range of experience. So I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm still an expert. Uh, we're still like top level of Google certification, not certifications, but partners and stuff like that. But that that stuff doesn't really mean anything. Right. Because um, it's not based on, it's not a merit system. It's, it's like, not really oh, based on experience either. Right? No, I mean, people always talk about it. It's like, okay, well, one of our accounts spends, you know, 250K a month and we, become partner just because they're in our mcc but mm, gotcha. um, i would say the the number one thing especially if you're 
just trying to get into marketing advertising is start with copywriting because it doesn't, mm. doesn't matter if you go into Google ads or Facebook ads. Sure, learning how to generate valuable sources of traffic is an incredible advantage when you're testing and validating ideas and building companies, right? But it's only one part of the puzzle. And still, you're not going to be that good at it unless you are a great copywriter. Yep. Uh, all Especially Google, right? They're they're clawing as much control away from the advertisers as they can. But, and even within these dynamic ads and the, these new ad types, they come out with all the time where it's like, all right, right. let's throw 20 headlines and 40 descriptions and then let this random uh, machine learning combine them in ways that may or may not make sense, but they'll figure it out. Right. Like th these things are invented because people don't want to test and write ads. They don't know mm. how they've never learned copywriting and Google needs to get, them more relevant experiences right so everybody should start with copywriting if you really really learn copywriting you go and download the gary halbert letters and just once a day you just hand write each one of his letters on a piece of paper don't type it mm. you're gonna learn copywriting you go back and grab the old uh everybody talks about oh, what's his name uh ogilvy and he did a really good job but you know most of their ads were to get people to use their agency so if you mm. need to promote an agency or something go back and look at theirs swipe worthy is a good swipe file with old ads things like that but learn copywriting first otherwise you're just going to be a shitty advertiser probably forever and the more you get in these systems the more they influence you not to learn that mm. but you'd, you'd have a hard time making facebook ads work or instagram or any of it really without that piece and then if you're a real data nerd like i am you're going to want to go into adwords but yeah Thanks for joining us for the first episode of the Tools for Scale podcast. We're going to be back next week with part two of this conversation. And then every week after, we'll, we'll release new episodes. We have a few interviews coming out as well with some, some individuals. So hope you'll join us next week. Hope everybody's staying safe and staying healthy. Toolsforscale.com. If you want to just sign up for the email there to receive sort of these weekly newsletters, we, we're going to be sending out with a bunch of tools um, and reviews and, and sort of tips that, that we have uh, ready to rock and ready to go. Um, again, grant at toolsforscale.com, grant at causeartist.com, or nick at toolsforscale.com as well. So again, stay healthy, stay safe. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye.